Hey there, welcome to this excellent church. We believe the word of God is the charter of our lives and God's way to reshape values and reconcile men to himself. We hope this message brings edification, exhortation and comfort. Be blessed. Alright, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25 says, Let your eyes look straight ahead. Let your gaze, fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thoughts to the paths of your feet. Some other translations will say, make level the paths of your feet. And it's kind of um, similar to what the writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 13 about helping weak and all that. And it says, be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Something very instructive about this is that for believers, our outlook, our outlook on life, for believers, our outlook on life with respect to our lives in this world is one whereby we understand that God uses our planning God uses our intentionality. God uses our... When God committed to us his image, the ability to dominate the earth, make it fruitful to prosper, when he gave us all the agencies by which we can cultivate this world, he gave us that sliver of divinity, that little portion of divinity whereby we can make things happen. And God uses our ability to make things happen to also bring about his sovereign will and things that he has ordained. Hallelujah. So with respect to our own work, our own efforts as people, we have plenty of instruction in the Bible on how to think with respect to our affairs with respect to our lives, with respect to the way we think, Christians are not fatalists. Christians are not determinists. That means we don't believe that what will be will be. We believe that God has given us the ability to make what will be will to be. Church, are we together? Church, are we together? You know, we talk about this a lot in the providence, talk about the hand of God and all that. We are not fatalists. We don't believe that what will be will be we believe that God has given us responsibility and he will hold us to account for how we use the ability that he has given us to make things happen. We have a purpose on our lives. God has given us purpose for our lives. And the way we conduct ourselves, the way we use ourselves, the way we you know, exert ourselves to fulfill the purpose of God in our lives will also determine the kind of judgments and the kind of reward that we will receive. So God has committed things to us and God expects us to use ourselves and he, will give, and he will judge and reward all the things that we do. Hallelujah. So for we Christians to orient ourselves properly, for we Christians to behave properly, for we Christians to fulfill the purpose of God for our lives, for us to live fulfilled and meaningful lives, the Bible gives us plenty of instruction on how to see things and how to conduct ourselves. I'll just show you a couple. Solomon says here, let your eyes look straight ahead. So believers are people that think of the future. You look straight ahead. 
you look at the future, and that's why I said it is God's, um, you know, it is God's good pleasure that we divide our years, our time on earth into years, so that we can take stock of our lives, right? It is good that we number our days so that we can apply our hearts unto wisdom. Hallelujah. He says, fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thoughts to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Give careful thoughts to the paths of your feet. That is what we are doing and that's what I'm encouraging every one of you to do in this period. The end of this year towards the beginning of next year and it actually should be a culture. right? But as we're numbering our days, in the spirit of numbering our days, give careful thoughts to the path of your feet. Give careful thoughts to the path of your feet. That means as a believer, the Lord instructs us that you should think in line of what is the plan of God for my life and for you to actually think about it. You ought to ask yourself, what is the plan of God for me? And you ought to think about it. You ought to ask yourself, what is the plan of God for my life? And you ought to think about it. And as you ask, what is the plan of God for my life? And as the Lord is ministering to you, and as the Lord is providentially ordering your steps, the Bible says that do not turn your steps, do not turn to the right or to the left, but keep your foot from evil. Hallelujah. Psalm 37. Dave, um, David gives us a similar admonition. Psalm 37 from verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take the light in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So, we are people that the parts that we are thinking of are parts that we already want, that we already have, you know, are based on the fact that we are people that delight in the Lord. We do not have a will or we do not have desires that are outside of God's desires for us. We know that what God wants for us is beautiful. We know that what God wants for us is best because our creator knows what is best for us. Each and every one of us as believers, we know what the will of, we know that the will of God for us is better than the will that we can have for ourselves. We know that he's the one that does exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or what? Think. So, all our desires, we desire to have God's desire for us. Did you hear what I just said now? Our desire is that God's desire for us will be fulfilled. Now, it is in that spirit that David is speaking here. He says we should trust in the Lord. He says we should take delight in the Lord. That is, I believe everybody here is like that. That our delight is in the Lord. Our delight is not in our own way. Our delight is not in the desire of our flesh. Our delight is not in um, making a name for ourselves. Our delight is not in pride of life, lust of the eyes or lust of the flesh. Our desire, our delight is in the Lord. And so based on that delight, he says he will give you the desires of your heart. So that's why John also tells us in 1 John chapter 5 that he knows that, you know that he gives us everything according to his will, that he knows that whenever we pray and we pray according to his will, he hears us and he will give us the desires of our hearts. Hallelujah. Now verse 5 now says, Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteousness reward, you'll make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret 
when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their evil schemes. Hallelujah. Commit your way to the Lord and trust. Then he will bring it about to fulfill. Our delight is in the Lord. We have, our desire is that the will of God is what will be done in our lives. And we don't only desire it, we commit our way to the Lord. That means we actually pray for it. So Solomon says something first. Solomon says, consider carefully the parts of your, 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 the, 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 your, no, the, your parts. Consider carefully your parts. Look forward and consider carefully your parts. So meditating on what the plan of God for your life is, is very important. One. Number two, he says that as we delight in the Lord, we commit our way to the Lord. That means we pray about it because while our delight is in the Lord, we are praying the desires of God for our lives. We commit our way to the Lord and we have assurances that God will bring about that, that way to pass. Hallelujah. Church, out together. Then James now says in James chapter 4, Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow, verse 13, Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow, we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to see. This is how believers ought to pray about their lives. Instead, you ought to see. If it is the Lord's will, so you can see that James is saying what Solomon and David said together for us. If it is the Lord's will, delight in the Lord. If it is the Lord's will, delight in the Lord. If it is the Lord's will, delight in the Lord. We will live and do this or do that. Now, for you to say that we will do this or do that, it means that you have thought about it. Church, all together. It means that you have done what? Thought about it. So, contemplate your paths. Commit your way to the Lord. Contemplate your paths and commit your way to the Lord. And for Christians, this is the way it appears. That which is good, that which is virtuous, that which is um, good, everything that is according to the will of God that has been revealed in the will of God. We know the word of God and we know the things that are good on a general level. And there are some things that are specific to you that obviously are not clearly written in the Bible but are specific to you that the Lord will have to minister to your heart or the Lord will have to order your steps in. If it is good, think about it and commit it unto the Lord. Church out together. If it is good, think about it and commit it unto the Lord. Now tell, let me tell you what good is. Those that have been here for a while will know this. If you're not here last crossover service, this might sound like a shock to you, but I hope because we have to pray. But I'll talk about it more on Sunday. Let me tell you what good is. The will of God for you, the purpose of God for you, is not to have stuff. When we are talking about contemplating your way and committing your way unto the Lord, we're talking about delighting in the, in the Lord, or delighting in the Lord. These things we're talking about is about doing the will of God. Just like, like, just like John says, that whenever I pray for anything, according to his will. The will of God for us is to do things, not to have things. We are created to do things. What that means is that your contemplations and your prayer towards 2024 is not by the end of 2024, I must have $1 million. 
It is not by the end of 2024 I must have six cars. It is not by the end of 2024 I must build 15 houses. Your, the will of God for you is not to have stuff. The will of God for you is to do stuff. Is to do his will. That means you're going to be thinking in line of what you ought to do. That means concerning the work of your hands, what it will sound like is that I desire to do more in social, social field. Concerning spiritual things, I desire to do more. If you want to marry, and you, you know, you understand, you this, if you want to marry another, marriage is a good thing. You are praying that the Lord will give you the grace so that you can do your own marriage, so that you can carry it out, so that you can be a good husband, so that you can be a good, good wife. So can I get what I'm saying to you? So can I get what I'm saying to you? Do not shape your prayer and the will of God in the light of what you will have. Shape your prayer and the will of God in the light of what you will do. This is multiply attested and the instruction is very firm in the Bible. When God is granting people's heart desires, he's blessing them so that they can do. Church, you understand what I'm saying to you? Joseph's entire life was framed around doing something, which is to save his people from starvation. Do you understand that now? Even Solomon, that God gave the greatest wealth, he did not ask for money. He asked for wisdom to rule properly. Then God gave him what he needed to do it. The reason why it feels like as if you've been living a meaningless life year on year, year on year, is that the kind of prayer requests you've been having are prayer requests that are just chimpanzee promax. Because all the other animals think of their life only in terms of what they can have. I want to mate with more females this year. I want to have more children this year. I want to eat more fruits this year. You are not a chimpanzee. Your life must be framed in the light of what you will do. If your prayer is, I must have car this year, you are framing your life like chimpanzee pro max. Your prayer must be framed in the light of what the Lord will have you do. Listen to me, there is nobody that God has ever sent to do anything that God left the person hanging. God will fulfill his promise. He will give you everything that you need to do the will of God for your life. Concerning the work of your hands and your Babylon affairs, God has given you things that God wants you to do. Let examples of people that are here. If you are in the work of your hands, you say, I want to be more effective in my job. That's the way you should pray. So do you understand what I'm saying to you? So do you understand what I'm saying to you? Pray in the light of what you will do, not what you will have. If you're now praying in the light of what you will do, now not what you will have. If you need something to do those things, then you pray in that direction. You don't pray like as if having something is the end, is the essence of your life. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Don't pray like as if having a car is the essence of 2024. Don't pray like as if having a promotion is the essence of 2024. If you need more material things, your prayer is that, Lord, I desire to do more. I desire to give more. I desire to be able to do more for my wife. I desire to be able to do more for my children. I have seen certain good things that I cannot do. I want to be able to do it. Then the Lord will provide. If you, if you pray for provision, in light of what you will do, then you are praying properly. 
Do you understand that? Don't pray for money. Don't pray for a certain account balance as if the essence of your life is to have a certain account balance. Don't pray all those silly prayers. They say by the end of um, 2024, I want to have $1 million bank account balance. That is not prayer. Your prayer is, Lord, I want to do this. As far as I can tell, this is what I need to do this. Make a way. Now you are praying. Do you understand that? Do you understand? That's why when Paul was praying for the finances of the Corinthians, he said, God is able to su supply all your needs so that at every point and in every way, you will have enough to what? Pull. So that you can be able to be generous. So that you can be able to do. Church, I will together. You are created to do the will of God, not to just have things in your pockets. Church, do you understand that? So, think about your way and commit your way to the Lord. And that's what we're doing this evening. We are praying. Committing our way to the Lord, committing 2024 to the Lord, so that the Lord can bring it about to pass. Amen. So that the Lord can bring it about to pass. Amen. When you are praying this prayer, it will shake you to your core. It will make you question a lot of things. You will discover that some of the things that you have been angry with God about for not doing, you will discover that you will discover that you were asking for them just because of the flesh. The things that you want in your life will now have way more meaning to you. Pray in the light of what you will do, not what you will have. What you need to have in order to do the will of God will be provided. Church, do you understand that? So that is the reason why this kind of prayer, you see after this thing I've said now, have you noticed that it's not just a matter of listing prayer points? Can you see that you have to think? Do you all see now that you have to think? Can you see that you have to contemplate? You think of your past. You think of where you are going. You think of what God has shown you. You will think. You will contemplate your past. Then you will commit it into the hand of God. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. For more updates on our programs and audio messages, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at This Excellent Church. God bless you.